At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Welcome in. It's Follow the Money here on Visa and the Sports Betting Network. I'm Jonathan Von Tobel, Matt Humans filling in for just this week here. We got a good show on tap. A lot of coverage for the British Open, which of course begins tomorrow. Jeff Seeley, golf handicapper, is going to be with us. Cutbaker Jeff, Stephen Hennessy of Golf Digest, both of them in the second hour, 5.05 and 5.45, both of those times Pacific. So 8.05 and 8.45 for those of you on the East Coast. And uh, Nick Bogdanovich is going to be with us as well as we discuss everything in the world of golf. But Matt Humans. Yesterday, you seem like a traditional guy. You seem like old a guy, school, right? I'm old, old school, school yeah. traditional values, right? We were talking about the the sanctity of the home run derby a couple of days ago, and the fact that you know young people have ruined that. I, you strike me as a man who was not a fan of the All Star Game uniforms yesterday. No, they were goofy, and uh, there was no reason to dress guys up like it's Halloween. <laughs> Uh, well, it was a 5-2 to two win for the American League and the National League. Uh, we will get to the details of the game, but I was actually really surprised about the outspoken nature of the players themselves. Did you see some of the comments that were coming out of Major League Baseball from some of these players I about mean, the uniforms? These guys got to dress up in this outfit, and uh, <laughs> nobody. Uh, I, the first time you see it, you're like, who's going to be happy about this? Uh, who comes up with these ideas? You know, you have a, a staff meeting at the MLB headquarters and say, you know what, guys, let's change things up this year in the All-Star game. Let's come up with the worst-looking uniforms possible and make everybody wear those. Tim Anderson, Chicago White Sox shortstop. We could do better. We need the players' input next time. 
Uh, how about Milwaukee Brewers pitcher Brett Anderson? Major League Baseball should let the uh, players wear their own uniforms instead of these slow-pitch softball ones. Yeah. How about that? They are amateurish. Amateurish uniforms. Anyway, baseball's made a lot of mistakes. Uh, that's not even on the, the top ten list. So what would you make of the game? I thought it was actually a, it was a fun game. Got along pretty well toward the end, right? They started slowing down in the middle innings, but uh, near the end, National League had their opportunities to potentially win this thing. But it was fun. And, uh, look, it's an all-star game, so you get the little wrinkles of, like, talking to guys while they're on the field and whatnot. Relatively solid broadcast. It was good. Uh, actually, after Vlad hit the homer in the third inning, the solo bomb, I, mm-hmm. I pretty much tuned out. I lost interest in the game what? and didn't, didn't watch much of it. I'm not a big fan of all-star games. Never have been. I mean, I think the... NBA All-Star Game's a joke. The Pro Bowl, you know, uh, Pro Bowl disintegrated into a joke. And well, uh, yes, that would agree the baseball that. All-Star Game's not much better. For years, it was the one All-Star Game that was better. I'm not sure that's the case anymore. Um, I did watch a little bit of it last night, but you could tell it was going to stay under the total. I didn't bet it. 5-2, uh, to two, under the total at 10.5 or 11. And uh, just not a whole lot of offense in the game. Vlad's bomb was uh, great, though. I thought that was a yeah. highlight of the game. Shohei Otani, Fernando Tatis Jr., a lot of the media hype, uh, but each guy went 0 for 2 at the plate. Otani did pitch a clean inning. He went deep into the game, JVT, to earn the win. He did. (laughs) He earned the win and pitched one inning for the American League team. And uh, It was actually one of the moments where they were talking to him and they asked him, hey, did you realize that you were up for the win? And he like... He shook his head. He didn't realize it at all, that he was actually still up for the win. I really didn't realize it either because the the American League scored one run in the top of the second, and he left after the first inning, and he actually got credit for the win last night. It's Matt Eumanns and Jonathan Von Tobel. Follow the money here on Visa and the Sports Betting Network. Great show on tap. A lot of golf. Don't go anywhere. This is Brent Musburger, and here is your VSIN action update. Now, here are the latest lines from my guys in the desert. The Open Championship at Royal St. George's Golf Club. John Rahm plus 750 favorite. Brooks Kepka 14 to 1. Xander Shoffley 16 to 1. Jordan Spieth is 18 to 1. Rory McElroy and Justin Thomas both at 20 to 1. Dustin Johnson 22 to 1. Bryson DeChambeau is 30 to 1. And defending champion Shane Lowry is 40 to 1. The NASCAR Cup Series at New Hampshire Sunday, the Foxwoods Resort Casino 301. Mark Truex Jr. and Danny Hamlin, the co-favorites at 9-2. Dodgers a plus 375 favorite to win the World Series. Houston plus 550. White Sox and Padres are both 8-1. Football season is almost here. Our experts profile every college and pro team with advanced stats, power ratings, plus the best bets for win totals, division finishes, and player awards. Each guide only $20 and discounts available when you buy both the guide and subscribe to vSIN. Go to vSIN.com slash subscribe. With your action update, I'm Mike Senna. Get the latest vSIN odds at vsin.com. And remember, cash and tickets is what it's all about. Time to follow the money with your hosts, Mitch Moss and Polly Howard. College football season right around the corner. That means the Decent College Football Betting Guide is coming soon. Our experts look at the impact of the transfer portal, key games on the schedule, and early season trends to watch. So you have a betting edge this football season. Guys, only $19.99. Discounts are available when you buy early. So now is the time to reserve your copy or sign up for VSIN All Access and get everything we have to offer for the entire football season. Sign up now at vsin.com slash subscribe. I'm Jonathan Von Tobel, Matt Humans here as well as we fill in for the week on Follow the Money. 
uh, 5-2 win for the American All-Stars yesterday in the Major League Baseball All-Star Game. National League did have their opportunities yesterday. Matt Humans, we actually are watching one of them right now. Uh, Juan Soto had a brilliant at-bat with two outs and two on at the bottom of the eighth inning uh, to get on. And actually, poor Chris Bryant, uh, both big opportunities for the National League fell on his shoulders. It didn't really go entirely well for him both times. He struck out swinging in the bottom of the sixth uh, with, I believe, the bases loaded, and then here again with the bases loaded, bottom of the eighth, two outs. And uh, I don't know if you saw this, but you are going to see it. A uh, brilliant play in the outfield by Jared Walsh as Bryant is going to hit a screamer out to left, and Walsh is just going to snatch that bad boy out of the air. Jared Walsh is a heck of a player. Hell yeah, uh, he is. One of the many positives the Angels have actually going into the second half. I mean, we're trying to get Matt Vaskersian booked on the show this week, and he calls Angels games, and I think there's a lot to talk about with this team, with Mike Trout coming back. I agree. Shohei Otani is becoming the face of baseball. Jared Walsh has uh, quietly become, uh, I think, one of the bright spots of that organization. And we'll see if they can uh, develop some young pitchers. The Angels just drafted, in the MLB draft, just drafted 20 players. All 20 pitchers. Need them. Absolutely need them. All 20 pitchers among the draft picks uh, by the Angels. Anyway, get get back to the game last night. I'm a little, um, I guess, irritated at myself for not betting the American League. Mm. We've we've talked about the trends. And sometimes in an all-star game with different players, it's, those trends don't mean as much. But the American League just dominates this game. Uh, the AL has now won the last eight All-Star games. That ties the second longest win streak in All-Star game history. And uh, once again, last night, the, the result, never really in doubt. Uh, mm-hmm. American League took control of the game early, never let up. And 5-2 uh, to two was a win, so it was the AL and the under the total uh, last night. But... Uh, no action for me on the game. How about you? Did you bet anything last No, night? just sat back and watched. You know, I don't really love to uh, get involved with all-star games because motivation, all those things, you have no idea. If I, it's hard enough to beat a, to win in any sport when you know both teams are trying very hard. <laughs> I, I'd rather not get involved with an all-star game where, you know, one guy's just going to be like, ah, you know, who cares? I'm talking, I'm talking to Joe Buck while I'm fielding baseballs. Like, hey. You know, that's one thing I could do without. Like I said, I, I kind of tuned in and out of the broadcast <laughs> the last uh, couple hours, but... Do we really have to talk to the players on the field during the game? I think it's cool to a certain extent, but like there was an exchange. So Bryant was standing in the outfield, right, and they're talking with him. Chris Bryant, of course, Vegas kid, so it was cool to hear him and and discuss stuff with him. But like, like when he's running off the field at the end, Buck's like, and you know, Chris, thanks a lot, and you just you keep being a kid out there, okay? And I was like, okay, uh, <laughs> like all right. The American values, right? What not, about the kids? He's not a kid. He's actually got a couple kids, I think. <laughs> is he does? He's, he's got at least one. I he, know that. So. What is it? Was it last year or the year before where he famously promised his child that he's going to hit a home run for him, and he ended up hitting a walk-off bomb? Now, I made the argument that I think he promises his child that every day, and yeah, then eventually right. just fell into place that it happened. I was more impressed when Mike Trout and his uh, wife had their baby, and the first game back, first at bat, Mike Trout homered. Very uh, Fred Van Vliet-esque. Remember when Fred Van Vliet yeah. had his kid during the NBA Finals and then just went absolutely nuclear after that? Uh, some of the props they cash, by the way. You mentioned Vlad Guerrero Jr., uh, his home run. Uh, that was absolutely brilliant, watching that go out of the park. And then, of course, remembering that his dad in the 2006 All-Star Game hitting, I think it was like a 460-foot bomb, whatever it was. Uh, but there's a lot going on yesterday, and you can go through a lot of the props. But overall, relatively solid game. Like you said, got a little boring after you kind of saw that this was going to go under the total. And uh, National League misses out on some opportunities. So with that, humans, we do have the second half. Uh, we do have, I think, three more pitchers of the buy-low-sell-high. We can get to those at some point. But today is a very big day. 
Because we had game NBA, four. That's right. Game the four of the NBA Finals. finals. I said no baseball games today and only one baseball game on Thursday. That's going to be right. Red Sox at Yankees. And the Yankees trying to get on the board against the Red Sox for the first time this season. But uh, not much baseball to handicap the next two days. So we shift our focus to NBA Finals Game 4. And uh, JVT, I've not played this yet. Uh, like I said yesterday, I like the Suns a little bit. The key there being a little bit mm-hmm. in Game Four, so I'm not exactly sure how I'm going to play it. I don't think you've got the the number on the total that you were looking for yet. Right? I, I mean, it's floating at two twenty right now, so it, I I would Did assume you, you, you were trying to play over two nineteen, two nineteen and a half, yeah, okay. two nineteen, uh, and we'll see. I mean, I think the uh, you know as you kind of you do the whole thing where you're testing the wind, it seems like there is a uh, a push to bet this thing under. Although we talked to Johnny Velo yesterday, right and that classic reverse line movement where you're getting action on the over, uh, the, uh, over but yet the total bumped down from about, uh, or excuse me, on the under, but the total went from 219.5 to 220.5. Regardless, you know, consensus-wide, we'll call it four with a total of 220.5 right now at most shops. Uh, the Milwaukee Bucks, of course, being favored to win and even this series. So I would agree generally with the sentiment that I think, right, that I would rather be on the side from the, you know, side perspective of the Phoenix Suns. But i got to tell you, humans, the more you look back at Game 3 – a little bit more on game two, and the more that I have kind of d- d- you know dive into the numbers and look mm-hmm. at some of these matchups, I'm not going to be involved from a side perspective unless something in game pops up. There's a, I think there is quite a bit to like about what Milwaukee has done, not only in game three, but you saw flashes of it in game two. You know, as I will consistently say, game two, a lot of people keep saying, wow, this has been a boring series, double digit wins. Game two is a five point game. I don't think it's times. been a boring series. Right. No, I don't. And game two was a, if it you was just an look at final scores, that's not going to tell you the story of the game. All it the helps time, that yeah. you have to watch the games as well. But I, I, one of the, I think one of the, uh, key factors for Phoenix is going to be Devin Booker. He, mm-hmm. sh- he shot really well in Game 2, and uh, he did not shoot the ball well in Game 3. If Booker shows up and uh, hits some threes, Suns are going to be uh, much better off in Game 4. But uh, I want to ask you, how do you think the Suns are going to adjust defensively? Series are always about adjustments. And uh, the, the Freak had t- 28 points in the paint mm-hmm. in Game 3, 13 points at the free throw line, so 41 total all in the paint or at the free throw line. How do you think the Suns adjust, and uh, is there any, anything they can do to kind of stop that, slow down that fast break that Milwaukee used in Game 3 that was so effective? So here's the thing. Is obviously, a guy like DeAndre Ayton being in foul trouble like he was in Game 3 is not going to help in terms of your you know, rear rim protection, your interior defense. But having said that, uh, DeAndre Ayton has played in five games against the Milwaukee Bucks. He was in foul trouble in one of them, and Giannis Antetokounmpo has still scored 183 points in those five games yeah. if you include regular season and postseason. And, and this goes back to my thinking, humans, that I wrote about in the pre-series preview, which was I, I just don't know if either defense is stopping or containing what the other wants to do, right? From Phoenix's standpoint, you know, you go through the numbers again in the regular season. 24th in opponent rim shooting, right? They were not a very good rim protection team. Coming into this series in the postseason, they gave up the most shots within four feet of the basket. Mm-hmm. Like, those are things that Milwaukee is going to certainly exploit over the course of a best of seven, and especially with a guy like Giannis Antetokounmpo. Right. You have no real answer for him from that standpoint. And while DeAndre Ayton has gotten much better as a player overall, it's still a little bit of a mismatch in terms of what Giannis wants to do. And the flip side is, you know, we, we kill Bud all the time because he doesn't make adjustments. I think he deserves credit 
for making adjustments in this series. They go from the drop coverage to switch them, switch them all, and then they realize that Brooke Lopez switching everything doesn't work. So then they go small ball, and they have Giannis at the five for a majority of the last game, and Brooke Lopez over the last two has now played about, what, 21, 22 minutes. You know, Bud's making adjustments on the defensive end of the floor. Well, he has to because he, did, he had his team, didn't have his team prepared for game one. Right, but then you see what happens yeah. yesterday. You know, yesterday, they, all the days blend together. On Sunday... This was quality defensive performance from Milwaukee. Yeah. And the, the lineup actually worked for them, and you get Phoenix's worst offensive output. So I, I think when you look at this overall, from the Suns' perspective, I don't know if there's anything stopping them. But on the other end, if DeAndre Ayton's not in foul trouble, that means you can mismatch Hunt a lot more if they're switching everything, right? The reason why DeAndre Ayton had the big first half that he did, he went over his point total prop in Game 3 in the second quarter, because it was like, okay, well, I'm going to get sealed out here by Drew Holiday. I'll just finish over him. Oh, I get switched on to Pat Connaughton. I'll just finish over him. We're going to run pick and rolls. You're going to switch that. I'll throw me up a lot, and I will finish over certain guys. And he also did have some pretty good shots made over Lopez. But I think this is more of going back to my original thought on the series, why I think it's just going to be higher scoring. If they're going to switch everything, Suns are going to mismatch Hunt. And if they're going to drop coverage with Brooke Lopez out there, you're going to get open threes, and Chris Paul and Devin Booker are going to cook you. And I, and I think that's what kind of just goes to my thinking here that, you know, if I get 219 and a half, I'll play this thing over mm-hmm. again. How about uh, the other two of the Bucks' big three, talking about Chris Middleton and uh, Drew Holiday, those guys combined to go eight for 17 from three in game three. Rarely do we see those guys play really well right. back-to-back. Consistently, yeah. <laughs> and I think that's one of the big question marks for the Bucks going into tonight's game four. Uh, you know who played well, and I've been calling for Bud to use this guy more. Mitch Moss and I were both saying, why doesn't Bobby Portis play mm-hmm. more? And uh, the last game he had 18 minutes, had 11 points, eight rebounds. He was actually plus 19 JVT in those 18 minutes on the floor. Uh, but I thought Bobby Portis played well. So anyway, you, you, but you've talked about this being a higher scoring series. Game three goes 120 to 100, lands right on 220 points, right there near the total. I really think we've had coin flip decisions on the totals for the most part. Game two. Uh, 226 points. Game one, 223 points. And those uh, those games had to sneak over the total. I think you, you you did a great job before game one. You played over 217, mm-hmm. right? So you played over a really good number and deserved the win there. But all three games have basically fallen you know, mm-hmm. right there on the number with a lot of suspense at the end or whether it's going to get over or stay under. Uh, so you think tonight, uh, again, is going to be a slight edge on – over if you can play uh, over a 219 or 219 and a half? Yeah, and I think so. And mainly because, too, if you if you look at, like, the first two games for – actually, if you look at these games for the most part now, the first three games, you have yet to see both teams put up quality performances offensively, right? You know, we saw game three. The Suns had a really bad shooting night. It speaks to, by the way, one of the issues the Suns face in this series, right, which is – they are not a team that can attack within four feet of the basket, right? right? They are not a team that is littered with dudes who can attack off the bounce and finish in the restricted area. Those are easy shots. Those are the most optimal shots. You know, everybody talks about analytics and, you know, the three-point shot. The optimal shot is within four feet of the basket. And if you can't do that, right, then all of a sudden, if you get a game like game three for Phoenix and the shots aren't falling, you're going to get a poor offensive performance. So I think we have yet to see through the first three games of this series a, a game in which both teams have operated optimally offensively. And I think this feels like one where you're going to get that from both of these teams. Okay, the I, I can buy that. You know? And I actually think with uh, two days off between games, the last game was on Sunday and yep. this is on Wednesday night, that maybe um, it is more of an offensive-oriented game. Yeah, and here's the thing, and this is guys are going to be fresher, right, and uh, not going to be on tired legs. Yeah, and a lot of times fatigue leads to missed jump shots and 
a slower pace of play. So, uh, yeah, maybe uh, maybe the under does make some sense tonight. In the first three games, the winning team has had 118, 118, and 120 points. Mm -hmm. I think this would probably shape up to be in the highest scoring game of the series. Right, and it's funny because I I think what what we have seen, and I don't I think I've talked to you about this before. But I do feel like it, when we watch regular season games, especially in a, a sport like basketball, we tend to say regular season doesn't matter. Well, it does to a certain extent. And if you look at what has happened in this series, a lot of things that happened in the first two games of the regular season have carried over to this, right? Mm -hmm. The fact that Giannis is absolutely unstoppable and they have no answer for him. The fact that in the first two games, the Suns operated on the offensive level similar to they did in the first two games right. of the regular season. And so that you know gives me a little faith in why you go back to right, those two games, humans, totals of 226 and 232. And those are two really, really high-scoring games in which the other didn't have the answer for him. But I will say this. The case for making the you know betting this under the case for not betting on Milwaukee tonight is of course something that you brought up. Over 20 games of the postseason, 17.4 points per game, 41.8 percent shooting from the floor, and 30 percent shooting from three. That's Drew Holiday. Drew Holiday has not been consistent in any way whatsoever oh, no. in this postseason. And so, if your argument is, yeah, I don't trust Drew Holiday. I have no fault in that. I, I can't find any fault in that because you haven't really seen anything from him that would make you feel like you are going to have faith in it. Because here's the thing. We talk about this all the time where it's, hey, Chris Middleton, hey, Drew Holiday, which one's more important? My argument is that it's Drew Holiday because at least with Chris Middleton, you have this weird baseline where, yes, you have some peaks and valleys, but at least you have a somewhat form of consistent play from Chris Middleton. Drew Holiday has all been bottom. And he's had two performances, Game 5 of the Eastern Conference Finals and this last game, in which he finally woke up, show up, scored from an efficient standpoint, and performed at a very high level. But other than that, over the course of 20 games, two is not the greatest sample size to rely on in terms of consistency. So if you don't have faith in Milwaukee, I think it starts with Drew Holiday and the fact that you don't know if he's going to be consistent. Now, with Middleton, you would think uh – you know, even if he's a little bit off, he's just going to have a mediocre game. Holiday can have some horrible games. Yeah. Uh, by the way, both teams, each team shot 48% from the field in game three. Right. There, uh, like, there's an opportunity yeah. where both of these teams are. Right. And think about it, too. I mean, like the three-point shooting regressed to a very big way in game three for Phoenix. I when you had 23-point shots in yeah, game two, it definitely fell back off for the sure. rest of those guys, right? Yeah, no question. That's why I think the Suns will probably shoot the three a little bit better. And I expect Devin Booker to bounce back. He was one for seven from three. Chris Paul was one for four. When those two guys are two for 11 from three, it's going to spell trouble for you, the Suns. I do wonder about Booker. I think I told you these before, but for those who who don't know. You think his broken nose during the Clippers series has uh, maybe affected his shooting in a negative way? I don't know, but I know that his poor play has coincided with the broken nose, right? Since he broke the nose, we're talking about 22.6 points per game, 35% from the floor, and 29% from three. <laughs> that's that's not yeah. good, right? He has he's had the one game in which he hit ten free throws. He did the he had the other one where he's seven to twelve from three point range, but he's been wildly inconsistent since he broke his nose. And you know he has said that that hasn't bothered him, but since the event, his numbers have been down. Yeah. And I wonder how much that as we continue to move forward, what consistency we're looking for from Devin Booker, right? We we kill Chris Middleton, and Drew Holiday all the time. Booker's got to be a little bit better. He had one good game in this series, but other than that, you know Phoenix needs him to perform at an optimal level if that's going to be the case. All right, so again, Milwaukee, four-point favorite here. With four and a total half of at some half, spots, yeah. yeah. So if you want to bet Phoenix, you can get that four and a half, see where the market goes. I think Doug mentioned that maybe we get to five when we talked to him the other day. We'll see if that's going to be the case. Total is 220 or 220 and a half. I, I, I'm probably going to end up live betting this game. I'm interested in the Suns side. 
But four and a half is, I think I can get a better number than four and a half tonight. Let's follow the money here on Visa and the Esports Betting Network. Don't go anywhere, man. It's a British Open bonanza here on Follow the Money. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's follow the money from the OddsTrader.com studio at Circa Hotel and Casino. Go to OddsTrader.com, download the free OddsTrader app right now, start winning with up to the second info that you need. It's Matt Humans and Jonathan Von Tobel filling in for the guys here on Follow the Money. For just this week, uh, Humans, you are now getting into it. You're watching the replay of the All-Star game. This is what you missed out on. This is what you missed out I watched, on. I watched probably half of the game. I don't have to watch every play of the All-Star what game. What are you talking about? No, no, that's your job. You have to watch every single bit of it. At least that's what I'm told. Uh, we did have another sporting event yesterday, by the way. Uh-huh. There was a live basketball they yesterday. They watched some of this game, too. Uh-huh. USA basketball back on track 
with a big win over an aging Argentina team. <laughs> uh, aging, yes, to say the <laughs> least. Uh, when Luis Scola is uh, one of your best players, um, you know, maybe dip into the talent pool a little bit in terms of youth. 108 to 80, the Americans get a win over Argentina. Uh, the sky was falling. People were shoveling the dirt. I was getting tweets. They're not even going to medal. They're not going to place. It's going to be a nightmare. I think the Americans are going to be fine. Uh, it's a really big win. Yesterday they closed as a 19-point favorite. A game I think just comes under the total, if I remember correctly. Yeah. And when you look at it from the perspective of a side, open 16.5, close 19, cover the whole way through here, Eubens. And there was some touch and go. In the second quarter, You know, the, uh, the uh, Argentinians cut it down to, I think it was like nine. And there was some like of that, oh, my gosh, here we go. But that's when they went to the bench unit. The starters clearly, right, there was a gap between the starters for the Americans and the starters uh, for Argentina. But it's a good bounce-back spot. And I think that the, um, the hand-wringing over what we watched in the first two games, <laughs> I think you could chill out. The Americans still well, about minus $5 out, but I mean, to the, win the gold. At the same time, some of that stuff is warranted because uh, let's not overlook the fact U.S. was a 28-point favorite in the first game. Mm -hmm. Maybe that's just a poor job by the odds makers. Obviously, they, they weren't too sharp at that number. But they were, the U.S. was a 28-point favorite in the first game against Nigeria. You should not lose that game. I don't want to make too many excuses for the U.S. team on that. Uh, I was a 16-point favorite in the second game against Australia. You and I were not surprised by that because that's a pretty good Australian mm -hmm. team with some NBA talent. Uh, last night, Argentina just didn't have talent. And uh, you, you pointed out that the, the batters got this one right. The line was bet up from 16 to 19, and the U.S. won the game 108 to 80. And I agree with you that uh, you give this team some time to adjust – and gel, they're gonna. The U.S. team's gonna be fine. A any team with uh, Kevin Durant, Bradley Beal, right. Damian Lillard, Bam Adebayo. You've also got uh, what two or three players from the NBA Finals. You got three. You got Drew this. Holiday, Chris Middleton, and Devin Booker, who haven't. Uh, yeah, I'm not counting Holiday. Why not? He's a dynamic. He's a really good <laughs> defensive player. He's a really good defensive player. Anyway. I would count. I would count Drew Holiday. Okay, and we, you literally have to because he's part of it. Anyway, we have. Uh, who knows if all those guys are gonna show up and play though after the NBA Finals? Mm -hmm. If you win the Finals. Might you say, you know, I don't feel like playing in the Olympics. Well, I mean, they've committed already. I think they have to. I don't think you have to do anything. Isn't it treason if you don't? No. You don't get, you don't get thrown in jail if you back out of the Olympics <laughs> commitment. <laughs> it's not treason at all? <laughs> Team USA is one and two. Court-martialed nothing? And uh, we'll talk to Nick Bogdanovich in hour number three. I really want to find out if anyone was laying the points with the U.S. team in mm. games one and games two when they were 28 and 16-point favorites and loss, but uh, I still think uh, U.S. going to be uh, definitely odds-on favorites to win the gold medal, and I think we see those numbers right yep. now. Minus, which book is this, DraftKings? This is DraftKings. U.S. minus 550, uh, so odds-on favorites to win the gold medal. Spain, Australia right there. I, I think if you're going to take a shot with any team, it's got to be Australia. Uh, yeah, From what I've team. seen, what you and I talked about the past couple days, that team's got some talent, so... I think Australia is the biggest threat to uh, the U.S. But when imagine if they had Ben Simmons, <clears throat> if this U.S. team uh, gets gets a little bit more time to get its act together and uh, gets those guys to join up after the NBA Finals, uh, I don't see a reason to bet against them. Yeah, I mean, it, maybe you're going to take the points in some of these games if you think the numbers are inflated. But what I would think the U.S. is still going to win the gold medal. Yeah, there's they're obviously very much in the driver's seat to do so. And my whole thing is. 
right, after games, after the first two friendlies, right, where this team is just getting together. Remember, they're getting used to the rules as well. These are all different. Certain things are allowed in this, you know, in this setting that aren't allowed in the NBA. Fouls are called much differently. Physicality is much more allowed in a setting on the international I stage. I thought one of the funniest things you mentioned was Kevin Love tried to bait the officials into a foul call. The stupid pump fake three, jump into the defender. Jump into, and, and the FIBA officials like, no, no, no get out of here. <laughs> Wait, you can't so, bait us into calls like the NBA refs. And little things like that, they'll get used to. And I think as you move forward, right, if we're talking about a competitive setting, win or go home against a team like a Nigeria or anything like that, uh, I think you'll get more of what you saw yesterday. They're still getting involved and the roster's not complete. Kelvin Johnson, Sadiq Bey, you're getting minutes in the fourth quarter, and this will look different by the time we get to the Olympics. But everybody was punting on pop, and it was all over. They're not going to win a medal. I think it's going to be fine. All right, we have plenty left to get to here on Follow the Money. Like I said, British Open here is the theme as we get into the second hour. we got a lot of intriguing props, too, for the second half of Major League Baseball. If you're looking for a hot tip to bet on, Bet Rivers Sportsbook has you covered every day. Go to the Bet Rivers app or betrivers.com and find the game you want to bet on. Then you tap tips, T I P S, and you'll get instant research for the upcoming matchup. Try it out for baseball, soccer, tennis. How about golf? And to make your experience even more rewarding, Bet Rivers offers the most live streams of major sports, instant payouts, and only one time playthrough. Bet Rivers, your hometown sportsbook. Danny Burke of Eason loves the Bet Rivers app. Uh, go to betrivers.com. This offer is valid in uh, Colorado, Iowa, Illinois, Indiana, Virginia, Michigan, and Pennsylvania. Also available at playsugarhouse.com in New Jersey. And you must be 21. Trip Tepper, who's all over everything, tweeted us that USA basketball is minus 370 to win gold at another uh, sportsbook. We said minus 550 at DraftKings. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, we talked about the the importance of shopping around for the best numbers on golf odds. You got to do that for uh, everything. The Olympics and basically everything. Everything you're going to play. Three seventy, I think. JVT, what number would it take to entice you to say, "Hey, I'm going to lay that. I'm this confident that USA basketball is going to win the Olympic gold." Would you lay three fifty? Would you lay three dollars? What would it be? Uh, I think it'd have to be in the range of three dollars. Like, I think there is a certain point where you have to realize that you know. Basketball on an international stage has caught up with, you know, America. Like, we talk about the Australians. It's a very quality team, right? And we did see them just win, right, mm-hmm. in a friendly. So there is a sense that these games are going to be a little bit more competitive. I don't think it's going to be quite the romp toward a gold medal. So, yeah, I think it have to be much closer to the range of $3 if I'm going to feel comfortable laying that for a tournament bet that they're going to win the gold. You're probably too young to remember one of the great international players of all time, Oscar Schmidt. Have you ever heard of him? mm mm-hmm. Oscar Schmidt. Oscar Schmidt. Yeah, from mm-hmm. Brazil. He was uh, he's kind of like the Larry Bird of Brazil. Okay. The guy, he was fun to watch, man. When I was young, uh, he was in international competition. He was one of the uh, most exciting. Well, he was a sharpshooter. Wow. Look wow. at some of these. Oh, I'm looking yeah. up some of his numbers when he, played, when he played in La Liga for Spanish, <laughs> huh? 33 points a game, 46% shooting. Yeah. Wow. Got to look into this a little bit more. 
Yeah, he was drafted, I think, in the NBA four or five years before I was born. I think he was drafted by the Nets. Never played in the NBA, though. All right, let's talk more baseball. Well, I was going to say, so we we move on to, you know, I am a little young, and I'm a millennial, and we have ruined everything. And one of the things (laughs) that is new and hip, just like us millennials, uh, is potentially this stadium plan for the Oakland Athletics that you're pretty stoked about, right? I actually love the stadium plan in Oakland. If you look at the designs, I can't think of many parks in baseball that would uh, top it. It's right there on the water. Mm -hmm. It's on the waterfront in Oakland. And uh, there are great plans for a complex there with a stadium and a lot of, obviously, restaurants and things like that around it. Uh, But, you know, the politicians in Oakland and and California in general just are not into putting public money into stadiums. I understand that. Uh, but also, you're going to lose your sports teams if you don't do something. you got to bend. you got to be flexible, bend one way or another to, to try to make it happen. Uh, this tweet is from Brody Brazil of uh, NBC uh, Bay Area, I think. That's uh, NBC San Francisco, right? Mm-hmm. The next seven days could be the most pivotal in Oakland A's history. This Friday, Oakland will reveal its own proposed and revised term sheet for the new stadium, and uh, next Tuesday a vote is scheduled for the Oakland City Council on that new stadium site. Check that out. You see that uh, rendering of the stadium? That looks pretty good, doesn't it? Yeah. For some reason, th- this uh, has been out there for, I think, about two years, this rendering of the A stadium. It's more like a fantasy, if anything, because it just seems like the stadium plan being approved in Oakland is not going to be reality. Mm. And the Oakland officials have been in Vegas off and on for uh, the past several weeks and actually for the past uh, year or two studying Las Vegas as a potential relocation site. JVT, I was all for the Raiders and uh, all for the stadium because Vegas needed a stadium. Sam Boyd Stadium was a joke. Allegiant Stadium's it's more than just the Raiders stadium, and I think a lot of people didn't realize that at the time. You, there were some major events coming to Vegas. We saw a Garth Brooks concert there over the weekend that had 68,000 people yes. at the stadium. Uh, there's, there's a lot of ways to use that stadium. I'm not sure that a baseball stadium mm-hmm. makes sense in Las Vegas. And well. Actually, at <laughs> what point does this market get too saturated or overcrowded with uh, major league teams? to where the A's would not get the support here in Vegas that they, that they think they're going to get. The Raiders are a lock, right? The NFL's a lock. Right, well, that's it's standalone weekend st- spots, yeah. right? People are going to travel. Do and hockey's stuff, right? always going to be a huge success. It mm-hmm. was the first one into the market, and the Golden Knights have been one of the best teams in the NHL for four years of existence. Uh, but what do you think about baseball in Vegas? Uh, well, I like baseball, but baseball's boring. And uh, I don't know if people are going to turn out in droves and travel to watch the, right. the Las Vegas Athletics, if that's going to be the case. Uh, by the way, that's something – I mean, people are just walking onto the outfield there, huh? It's a little <laughs> bit of a weird design. Uh, so let me ask you this as you look at that, right? Like, <laughs> people are just strolling on. Like, hey, what's going on? So let me ask you this. What is, to you, more exciting? The fact that Oakland could get this or the fact that we could be done with this extra runner rule, seven-inning doubleheaders and everything moving forward? From Jeff, uh, from Jeff Pass and the ESPN, Rob Manfred, quote, I don't think seven-inning doubleheaders are going to be part of our future going forward. Uh, I don't hate the seven-inning doubleheaders. Obviously, when you're trying to get a lot of games in in a compact time frame mm-hmm. in terms of the schedule, you have to do things like that. But going forward with... Uh, uh, things expanding and uh, the, the COVID situation, hopefully history, you can do away with seven-inning doubleheaders and go back to baseball the way it used to be. You can, And I think uh, Manfred also talked about 
uh, the extra innings rule is going to be redacted where the runner on second uh, starts in the 10th inning. Mm -hmm. That's going to be – I don't like that necessarily. Uh, I'm okay with that, with, uh, with that rule being struck down. I think you should go back and just play extra innings the way we were playing it before. I don't, I, the runner on second base is too gimmicky for me. Uh, to start the tenth inning, I, I thought I don't have a huge problem with the seven inning, inning double headers, but uh, I don't I don't like what's what's happened with the extra innings and the and the runner on second. Would it be fair to say that? Like, so I I thought that it was a little extreme to do it right in the tenth. Like if you're getting to like the fifteenth inning, that's exactly right? what I said too. It, like why if you're at the fifteenth, yeah. then put a guy on there because I don't want to be here for nineteen. At <laughs> least play one inning, maybe two innings, <laughs> right? And then the, you say, well, okay, starting with the twelfth inning, we're going to put a runner on second. Right. Yeah, I would agree with that. Doing it right from the start seems a little extreme. Once it starts dragging out, then you're like, okay, because you know when you get into those like 18, 19 inning games that are, what was it, the uh, the Dodgers Red Sox World Series game that went on forever and ever and ever. We've had quite a few regular season instances of it as well. Uh, that seemed like a, a pretty extreme example. All right, we have plenty left to get to. Uh, we can take a look at some of these player props right for the NBA Finals as well. Uh, the Milwaukee Bucks and Giannis Antetokounmpo, man, this point total prop as it continues to climb and the Suns continue to search for answers. Remember we talked about this with Johnny Bell yesterday, right? 36 and a half, 37 and a half the highest that we've seen. Well, Giannis is getting there. He's at 35 and a half points and a couple more of those in terms of angles and player props for the NBA Finals. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think you could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people 
I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe will win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Join the action on DraftKings, the leader in daily fantasy sports. Just download the app. Use a promo code VSIN when you sign up to compete for cash prizes each week. Don't wait. Sign up now, and new customers get a deposit bonus of up to 500 bucks. The code VSIN when you sign up. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, wants help, 1-800-GAMBLER or 1-800-9-WITH-IT if you're in Indiana. Got to be 18 years or older. Eligibility restrictions apply. See www.draftkings.com for details. NBA Finals, Matt Humans. We talked about this from a side and total perspective earlier. Player props now. Mm-hmm. 
as there is uh, everything that you can bet on, everywhere that you look. And one of the things that has stuck out in terms of this analysis up to this point has been the fact that Giannis Antetokounmpo and this point total has gotten pretty insane. Uh, DraftKings at this point right now, 34.5, shaded to the under, about a buck fifty. Um, this is, if he is, I'll say this, and I've, we have talked about this multiple times, he's not going anywhere in terms of his ability to score, his ability to bother Phoenix. The thing that has changed with him is if you go to game three, uh, he, has, he was a lot more off-ball, right? It was setting screens, it was rolling to the basket, not a lot of handling at the top of the key and doing his patented, like, two steps back, just charge, spin, move in, and finish. Right. Um, you know, you saw a lot more, I get you don't want to call it finesse, but just a different role for him, and still the results were there. And it's funny, you know, you hear analysis like, oh, well, you just double him in the post. Well, I don't know if you're doubling him when he's slipping screens and rolling hard to the basket and finishing. It's a little bit harder, easier said than done. Mm -hmm. So while I don't think that Giannis is going anywhere, almost every single time we know that these point total props are higher than they should be, 34 and a half is an insane mark to go and feel like, hey, you know what, I'm going to bet that over and feel confident that this is going to happen because (laughs) that is just not the most optimal play for you if you're looking at it from that perspective. He's averaged 35 against them this year, but that's a a lot to swallow, even if you're getting a plus price. Well, a big part of it is going to be how many times does he get to the free throw line as well. He got to the line 17 times in uh, game three. You know, how, how many times are you going to get to the free throw line in game four? I liked how aggressive he was. And the, I like him, I think like most people, Mitch Moss says it all the time. Would you stop shooting threes? Mm-hmm. Uh, with, with the free quote, what you want to see is him attacking the basket, being more aggressive. When he's in the paint and around the rim, he's basically unstoppable. Uh, so, and that's where he's going to draw a lot of fouls too. So I think um, he's definitely going to have the opportunity to get over 34 and a half because he's going to get the shot attempts and probably the free throw attempts tonight. But yeah, you're not going to find me betting over a prop number like that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So I think it's it, it beneficial to either to go you under. Remember him. too. Sorry. Uh, uh, you got to remember, guys. Also, just coming off a knee injury, had a hyperextended knee. You're betting over. Let's see. You're betting on 35 points or more. Mm-hmm. Um, Injuries are always could always be a factor too. Well, and the yeah. one thing that I wanted to bring up yeah. that you that you talked about is, you know, look, what is one of the issues with Giannis as we talk about him as a player? Uh, if he even if he gets to the free throw line, the free throw shooting has been consistent for it's him improved. for the most part. He was thirteen and seventeen, right. in game three. Do you count on that as you move forward? Like, is that going to be something that you're confident going? Yeah, you know what? He's going to be able to continue to do this. Well, no, I'm not that confident in that. I, if, he, if he went to the line 15 times tonight, I wouldn't be surprised if he were 8 for 15. Mm-hmm. Would you? No, not at all. Right. So that would be the problem as you go uh, forward, too. But I, I think as, as a whole, it benefits you as you look at some of the star players, right? You know, for example, not only just a um, Giannis Antetokounmpo type, Devin Booker. We've talked about him. Since game two of the Western Conference Finals, averaging just 22 points per game, and yet you're looking at a 27 and a half shaded to the over at minus 130. <clears throat> See, Booker would be one guy I would look to play over, but not 27 and a half. Right. Uh, if you set his number around where Chris Middleton's number is for game four, I might look to play Booker over, but 27 and a half is. Uh, I think that obviously indicates the odds makers know the Booker's. Uh, looking to have a big bounce back sort of game too, and he's getting plenty of shot attempts. Like I said, the Freak, Booker, those guys are going to have plenty of opportunities to get over those totals. It's just a matter of if they knock down shots. That's a little bit of a guessing game mm-hmm. at this point. The one guy, when I look at these player props, I think, you know, I'd probably like to fade him in this game as uh, Drew Holiday under 19 and a half. 
And Holiday in some of these games is jacking up a lot of shots too. But if he misses a couple early, he tends to go into the tank or go into a shell. Yep. And if you look to, I think, so for me, when you look at player props, right, it's it's hunting a little bit deeper and finding what some of these guys are in terms of the ability to find somewhat more like of a role that is going to expand for a guy that maybe the props are not really indicating. So, for example, one of the things... I know things, a lot of people like to bet that P.J. Tucker prop over. Yeah. And uh, I, I don't disagree with that. P.J. Tucker, five and a half for this game. Couple times he's gotten over that total in the first quarter of the first half. Yep, and you know, and look, his the way his role as a corner three point shooter. That's right. You're talking about two made field goals, and you're already uh, challenging for that yep. or going over. The problem is, it's it, for him, it's high variance. But for this series, seven seven points in each and every single one of the games, seven points exactly in terms of the average. But one of the things that I was looking at, Eubens, uh, Pat Connaughton, right? Pat Connaughton, seven and a half points. Yeah, pick both sides minus one ten. You know, we talk about roles changing and evolving. Mm-hmm. The Bucks went really small in this last game. The guy that you plug in to make your lineup small, you. Take Lopez off the floor, you plug in Pat Connaughton, and Connaughton is going to be out there. He's going to be one of those shooters that is going to get those attempts. His role expanding. We have seen him multiple times now uh, in this series, you know, push for 20 or more minutes. And now as you look at it from the perspective of, okay, not only is your role going to go in terms of increasing on minutes, you're going to get a little bit more in terms of shot attempts as you move forward. In this series, 8 points, 14 points, 8 points. He's averaging about 5.5 uh, three-point attempts per game. It's going to be his role. Now, it depends on him shooting the ball relatively well, which he has done in this series. We know he's not exactly the most consistent three-point shooter. But again, looking at expanded roles and finding an edge in something like that, that's a direction I think is worth looking at as well as Pat Connaughton going over his points just because if you're going to see more of the small ball lineup like you kind of expect, I think that's something you're going to see Pat Connaughton flourish a little Mm -hmm. bit more. You can also see, too, like Pat Connaughton, for example, over one and a half three-pointers made. You know, that was the angle I used for Mikael Bridges uh, for the first three games, right? He didn't hit it in game three, but he went over the first two. And if you look at Mikael Bridges, for example, now, one and a half over minus 145, this is where you really pay attention because if the Bucks are going to switch a lot more, it's not going to lead to those open three-point looks like he was getting against drop coverage. So it's a little bit harder to hit over that mark if you're a guy, Mikael Bridges type. Right. And sure enough, what happens in game three, he doesn't hit a single three-point shot. That's a good point, too. Have, have the Suns played at a slower pace the last two games? Because I, I didn't really break down the numbers, but that's what it looks like to me. Well, the Suns are already a pretty slow-paced team, yeah. right? That's uh, one of the things that has worked. That's a Chris Paul staple. It's the fact that you're going to play extremely slow uh, when you're in control. Yeah, 95 possessions or so. I think you can push it to 96 uh, in terms of what you've seen in this series for the Phoenix Suns and the Milwaukee Bucks, that's right in line with what they've done this postseason. 95.9 in terms of per 48 minutes, 95.7 is what you did in the last two games. Not playing too much slower than you should. I I think what's interesting Mm -hmm. in the pace conversation is what Milwaukee, you kind of alluded to it, right? Getting out and running a lot more, especially in that third game. Like, that's what they did quite a lot more, was attacking out in transition. You got to. Yep. Don't just rely on uh, the three-point shot. Mm -hmm. You got to take advantage of the freaks athleticism. Have him run the court, uh, like I said, pound the paint. Twenty-eight points in the paint, yeah. In game three, that, that's definitely a winning formula for the Bucks. And if he's getting to the free throw line fifteen, seventeen times, you gotta like your chances if uh, you are the Bucks. So, I think they're gonna continue to play the way uh, they played in game three, and because they were successful uh, with that, obviously. You know, the one thing about when you're betting these player props too, you have to keep in mind that. You, you talked about Mikhail Bridges in games one and two. Mm-hmm. Guys like that tend to play better at home, Yep. especially when you're on a big stage, you know, pressure-packed uh, environments like this. So guys like Bridges, 
I would bet on more in home games, and the same goes for probably Pat Connaughton, right? Right. Yeah. Pat Connaughton performed much better in terms of – and to give him credit, again, he's been actually one of the better players for Milwaukee in this series, especially when you consider Drew Holiday and Chris Middleton kind of being up and down through the first three games. I'll be right. The role players tend to perform at more optimal levels when they are in familiar settings like mm-hmm. at home. And that's why you saw, I think, it's a little bit of a step up from the role player like Drew Holiday, right? And the other prop that really stuck out to me – because Giannis said one of the more underrated aspects of his game is his ability to facilitate a little bit more, right? You know, you saw it in game three, or excuse me, game two, for example, where he actually found a lot of open shooters. They just weren't hitting their shots. Then you see in game three, he actually had six assists in game three. Right. He had four in the first two games as well, each. His assist prop is actually five and a half. It, it, well, he's capable of doing that, again, for a guy like Giannis, it seems really high given the fact that we saw his ability more as a screener, right, as a role guy, as the secondary ball handler. I wonder how much, like, that number is set because, yes, he had four in the first two games, and he over he went over this one with six in game three. But I think from a role perspective, if he serves more as the screener and the secondary ball handler, then I just don't know if the assists are there. It's a pretty high number. For yeah, him. five and a half is a high number. All right, so if you had to bet one player prop on game four, what would it be? I'll, t- I'll tell you what mine would be. Hmm. It would be... Drew Holiday under 19 and a half points. Okay. If I was betting one, I would go with you mean Pat Connaughton over seven and a half. Okay. I could see that. He's getting about 30 minutes a game. Yeah. Right? You know, he's, pretty, yeah. He's, he's been getting, you know, for me, at least he's when I attack the props. He's in there to provide props, offense. You're right. He's in there for the, the offense. But for me, it's just finding the opportunities. Like, do you know that the guy is going to be out there getting the opportunities to do so? He's averaged 30 minutes per game in this series. He's surpassed 30 minutes in two of the first three games. And like we talked about, now in that small ball role, he is going to get the three-point shots. And now it's just about him hitting them. And through three games, he has been absolutely solid in playing that role. And I think you're going to see the opportunity is still going to be there for him moving forward. NBA Finals Game 4 tonight. JVT fired up. I'm looking forward to it, too. This is actually a great night in sports at this time. Tomorrow, we're going to be watching the British Open. Yeah. In fact, I'll be watching the British Open, I think, at about 11 p.m. Pacific tonight. I believe on Peacock, the uh, the first players tee off, and you can watch the British. You got Peacock, or are you stealing a password? I'm, I'm not sure if I have it, but okay. I'll find a way to get it. I'll find a way to get it tonight because I want to watch the British Open. Well, and you know the best part. Yeah, um, we talk about scheduling, so we get the finals tonight. No basketball Thursday, no basketball Friday. Yeah. That means we get to watch golf the whole entire time, right? Nothing to worry about outside of that. And baseball comes back. We got three great golf guests on this show. Indy Jeff Seeley going to join us here in about ten minutes. On Follow the Money. How about Stephen Hennessy of Golf Digest? Yeah. At the end of hour number two. And uh, to finish off the show today, the guy who's a great golf odds maker and player, by the way, he can play. He knows his way around the course. Nick Bogdanovich of William Hill Sportsbooks. Yeah, fascinating course uh, that we are going to watch these guys play on. What it means, what these guys are looking at, we find out when we come back here and follow the money.
365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house. And I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.